Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or open up the KPL app chat. Find the Joe Cunningham Show. Send your comments and questions in through the app. I'll answer them on the air. I'll answer you on the app. Make sure you get your answer no matter how you are taking part in the conversation. Lots of conversations we've got to get to today. I want to tie in... Uh, an important national story not many people are covering with a uh, with some state issues as well. We're facing some economic unrest. It's not a mystery to y'all. But we are facing some economic unrest that Louisiana's own John Bell Edwards and the Louisiana legislature, if we're being honest, have both contributed to. And I want to kind of break this down for you a bit so you can understand how Louisiana plays a part in all this. This is, from a partisan perspective, this is a Democratic failure all the way from the federal down to the state level. The price of oil per barrel it surged about 30% since June. And I've mentioned this before, that the price of oil has gone up in part because Saudi Arabia and Russia have both announced production cuts. What's more is that oil refineries are starting to warn the rest of us to expect a shortage in diesel fuel. Consider Louisiana. A lot of agriculture. There's a major port. There are a lot of ways that rising diesel costs will affect Louisiana. The recent surge of about 40 uh, to about $140 per barrel in diesel specific oil is going to trickle down. Everything gets more expensive when diesel prices go up. Again, 18 wheelers, diesel using trucks. If it costs more, for those trucks to make their deliveries, it's going to cost more to transport them. If it costs a business more to transport goods, the prices of those goods are going to go up. When the prices of those goods go up, the prices at the store go up. And when the prices at the store go up, you and I have to pay more at the store. But it gets worse. If diesel goes up and there's a shortage of diesel... Farmers have to pay more to get diesel to their tractors, to their farm equipment. So the cost of even producing food goes up, which raises all of our prices. The price of the food that we eat goes up. The price of corn goes up, which means the price of what gets fed to cows and other animals goes up, which means meats go up in price as well.
this is a pretty big problem. When we talk about inflation, there's inflation and there's core inflation. And infl core inflation means they take out volatile prices of food and energy. But because of this looming crisis, you're going to see inflation probably start to go up because of food and energy prices. They are volatile. They are more susceptible to smaller changes in the market, like a diesel shortage, like the price of oil going up. And oil is a futures market. The problem with the oil market is that you have Russia and Saudi Arabia announcing cuts. Those cuts may not have even happened yet, or they're going to maintain current levels, which means everybody is pricing in oil now for what's coming down the road. The Federal Reserve is meeting right now, and I don't think they're going to raise the interest rate tomorrow when they come out and talk about what they've discussed in their meeting. But there may be another interest rate hike this year coming as we see the effects of this spike in oil and diesel. And it causes inflation to go back up. Remember, in July, inflation was reported to be at 3%, which is still much higher than the Federal Reserve's goal of 2%, but it was quietly revised upward to 3.3%. And the August numbers that came out, nobody talked about it because nobody wanted to point out that inflation was going back up. August numbers were 3.7%. Now that's all the, the, the large glance on the national scale. See, here's the problem for you and me in Louisiana. You and I, we're about to see the exit of John Bell Edwards, whose administration was devoted to punishing and trying to kick out the oil and gas industry from the state of Louisiana. If oil and gas isn't allowed to have a home in Louisiana, nothing else is opening up right now. So once they packed up and left, there was nothing to replace it. Because between the Edwards administration and now the Biden administration, there was nothing to incentivize any sort of energy production in the state of Louisiana. And while in Louisiana we are focusing more on natural gas, the problem is still pretty big. We have major energy problems. A lot of oil companies still sought uh, Louisiana as a home because of our proximity to the Gulf. But they can't develop in the state with a state that's actively harassing them out. And the Biden administration not allowing any more real development. And we've seen the effect. We see Louisiana's economy. What's more, think about the 18-wheelers. You can't really insure those big trucks in the state of Louisiana. Between infrastructure and the trial lawyers, those billboard lawyers who you see talking about truck accidents and, and filing lawsuits, you can't get insured by an automotive company for an 18-wheeler in the state of Louisiana without paying an insane amount in premiums. So if you're starting a trucking business, you got to do it outside the state 
that hurts our economy as well. So the oil and gas industry gets chased out of Louisiana with no development in the oil and gas industry. Our energy prices go up because they're not able to produce. That's a national problem, but it really affects us here in Louisiana, a state that has for decades been a home to energy production. More people move out of the state to go to places where those energy jobs and other jobs might be because the economy just in general sucks. The infrastructure in general sucks. Thanks, Sean Wilson. And if you want to start a trucking business, you got to move out of the state. But even those trucking businesses now, those prices are going to go up because of the cost of diesel. Everything is playing together, and it's a problem with democratic governance. The state of Louisiana, under John Bell Edwards, has played a role in the energy crisis that we're now facing. And then, on top of all that, on top of all that, We still have other states like California that are trying to force their economic policy on the rest of us. So imagine we, we have still plenty of things in Louisiana that we can ship out. We can put on a big truck and ship out. And California has plenty of things that they can put on a truck and ship out. But California is trying to force truckers to move to electric trucks. The Biden administration is trying to encourage truckers to move to electric trucks. And there's not an infrastructure set up for that. And if California forces that, you can't come into the state of California with a diesel-burning truck, and no diesel-burning truck is going to be leaving California the cost of those trucks, the cost of shipping, the cost of having to take more time to try to find charging stations for those trucks, all of that builds up. The Democrats, because of their devotion to climate change hysteria, are sending us into a spiraling economic catastrophe. And John Bell Edwards, thank goodness, has helped. Back in a moment, 232-1542 is the number here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or download the KPL app if you don't have it already. If you don't have it, you are missing out on quite a bit. If you do have it, hit the little text message looking icon up in the upper corner. Select up at the top where it says what show. If it's not already on Joe Cunningham show, select that and you can send a message to the show and I respond to those on the air and off the air. Try to keep up the conversation. Now, along with all of the economic uncertainty coming from oil prices, and again, kudos to John Bell Edwards for chasing out oil and gas companies and helping lead America to this point. I think it's worth repeating that point over and over again. John Bell Edwards helped with this. But, but, you still have the auto workers strike. 
10% of the total unionized workforce at the three automakers, GM, uh, GM, Ford, and Stellantis, uh, they're still on strike, 12,700 workers. The union could send more on strike in the near future if their demands are being met. And their demands are pretty ridiculous among them. And this is the one that gets me. They want to be paid for a 40-hour week but only have to work 32 hours a week. It's pretty extraordinary. But that's the demands they're making. They're making some very, very strange ones. That, plus the oil crisis and the diesel crisis which will lead into a food crisis. That combined with an impending government shutdown because Kevin McCarthy is pulling two continuing resolutions that were a compromise that are, he's pulling those because a handful of conservatives are against that. That's a lot of economic uncertainty. That's a lot of things that will really, really damage America. And again, I've said it before. There's the political aspect to it. Look at the calendar. We're three months away, three and a half months away from 2024. The primaries officially get underway at that point. Joe Biden is currently causing a ton of anxiety among Democrats because of his age, because of the Hunter Biden stuff, because of the economy. There's a lot of uncertainty out there, and it's making voters nervous. And the Democrats realize they're about to be in a world of hurt if they can't figure out something. And in fact, I want to get into that because we've got more stories coming out about how much the Democrats are panicking over Joe Biden. We'll get to that after this break. We got our commodities report coming up couple commercials. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Stick around. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. There's a piece in the Washington Post today. Anxiety ripples through the Democratic Party over Biden. Persistent concerns over Biden's age come amid a series of polls showing he's neck and neck with Trump. And again, something that needs to be noted, he's neck and neck with Trump in the best case scenario for him. The worst case scenario is that he's losing to Trump. But what that little bit doesn't mention is that against every other major Republican candidate, Joe Biden is losing by several points in a head-to-head matchup. Donald Trump has a lot of negatives when it comes to the general election. I know some of you don't want to hear it, but that is the fact. The, the indictments, the, the media's attacks on, on Trump, they do have an impact. And even with all of that negativity, 
Joe Biden's best case scenario is that he's maybe a point ahead of Trump. But in most of the polling, we've seen they're neck and neck. And right now, the polling average shows that Trump is ahead by about half a point. Joe Biden has a lot of negatives of his own. A growing number of polls show that voters are concerned about his age and energy, the Washington Post writes. Democratic lawmakers have hesitated to offer full-throated endorsements of his running mate. Prominent commentators have ruminated on whether he should drop out of the presidential race. This series of political vulnerabilities, along with House Republicans announcing an impeachment inquiry and the Justice Department indicting his son on gun charges, is now sending waves of anxiety through parts of the Democratic Party as some fret about whether the man who helped oust Donald Trump from the White House may not have the vitality at 80 to successfully prevent a return. That's the Washington Post, not the Washington Free Beacon, not the Washington Times, the Washington Post, a left-of-center mainstream media outlet. He is in a period of his life where passing and death is imminent, said Sharon Sweeta, the leader of the Democratic Party in Lorain County in Ohio, who said she often hears from voters worried about the president's potential frailty. We are all on a ticking clock, but when you're at his age or Trump's age, that clock is ticking a little faster, and that's a concern for voters. Many in the party continue to voice confidence in Biden, and they note that Trump himself is not much younger at 77. But Biden's allies are frustrated by the hand-wringing from, an, from ancient anxious factions of the party, and even as campaign officials point to the president's record of defying skeptics, they are strategic—I almost strategic that, I'm sorry—they are strategizing internally about how to best combat the unmistakable nervousness. Such Washington whispers, at parts in quotes, have become far too common among bedwetting Democrats, said Jim Messina, who ran Barack Obama's 2012 campaign and recently put together a 24-slide deck aiming to calm the jitters, which he sent to prominent Democratic officeholders. I'm not saying that this is going to be easy and he's fine, Messina said in an interview. Look, America's split right down the middle. Both parties are going to get 46% and we're fighting over the rest. But he said Biden is in a much stronger position than Trump and encouraged Democrats to stop their public and private agonizing. He said one senator texted him immediately after receiving his presentation, which included details on Biden's string of early endorsements by key groups, the impact of cooling inflation, and the popularity of many of the president's achievements. I'm going to stop bedwetting now, the senator wrote, but interviews with more than 30 lawmakers, strategists, activists, and other Democrats show that uncertainty persists. The Democrats are very worried about Joe Biden's age. There have been far too many slip-ups for them to ignore, for the press to ignore. Those clips get out there. Americans do see those clips. They hear about them. And it's not just the age thing, the Hunter Biden thing. I told you guys the other day, there was a poll that showed a, a majority of Americans believe that Joe Biden in some way was... Uh, was taking part in his son's business. He was in some way involved. A high, high number of Americans believe that. A significant chunk of them think he might have done something improper, whether at that time or now in trying to help Hunter get through it. And then you've got the impeachment inquiry, because see, here's the thing. The impeachment inquiry, 
what the House Oversight Committee has already done, what they're continuing to do is just let there be a drip, 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 drip. And you can't, when there's that much dripping going on, the media can't black it all out. In order to push back against the Republicans, they have to cover what the Republicans are saying, meaning people are getting exposed to it. So Joe Biden is struggling right now because of that drip, drip, drip from the impeachment Hunter Biden stuff. You've got Hunter's indictments on the gun charge and basically the admission that, yeah, Hunter Biden broke the law, but nobody gets charged for that. Why are you going after Joe Biden? This is unfair. The Republicans are being so very mean. Drip, 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 drip. The House Oversight Committee announced that its first impeachment inquiry hearing is going to be next Thursday. It's not going to be anything new. It's going to rehash what they've already released because now it's an impeachment inquiry. Now it gets some major media attention. And what's more, it's a chance to get that information to people who did not get it before. They lay the foundation of what their investigation is. And if you're a progressive and you think that the impeachment is all BS, that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there who may think that it's just political retaliation. But when they hear the stuff that the Republicans put out there, they're going to start questioning Biden. And the drip, drip, drip continues. The Republicans don't have a silver bullet. What they do have, I've said it before, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's too much smoke for them to ignore. And it's too much smoke for voters to ignore, and they're not going to ignore it. Now take all of this and couple it with the economic stuff I mentioned in the first half of the show. We're going into 2024. In three and a half months, we are going into 2024. There will be presidential primaries. There will be voting. There will also be an economic downturn of some sort. If the current trends and the current numbers and the current crises hold up, there will be an economic downturn of some sort. It's not just going to be an inflation problem. It's going to be a minor or major recession. One that the Biden administration has routinely told us isn't going to happen. But if things continue the way they are, it's going to happen. Drip, drip, drip. And so what becomes a half-point lead for Donald Trump in a head-to-head matchup right now becomes a two-to-three-point lead for Donald Trump Because Donald Trump's a known quantity. I don't know if if people realize this. If you're progressive, you may not realize this. As skeptical as I am, Donald Trump is a known quantity. Voters have experienced a Trump administration. And they do understand at some level that the indictments are political. They may still think that he did something wrong, that he needs to be indicted, and that he is going to trial over this. But at some level, they do see a lot of what's going on as political. I think Jim Messina is wrong. I don't think 
that it's 46-46 and you're just fighting over the scraps at that point. I don't know that Donald Trump right now has the full uh, has the full support of the Republican Party. His ceiling seems to be nationally in the lower to mid 50s, state by state in most of the early states, it's in the mid 40s ish. Some places a little bit higher, some places a little bit lower. But Trump is a known quantity. People remember the Trump administration. They may not like the guy, but the economy was much better under Donald Trump. With the exception of COVID, it was much better under Donald Trump. And people will remember that. What they will remember is that the economy was good under Donald Trump and the economy was bad under Joe Biden. Joe Biden had promised to come in and fix it, and it didn't get fixed. Donald Trump promised to come in and fix it after Barack Obama, and it got fixed. You can argue the little economic details here or there about what caused what and when and whose policies actually did what work. But people are going to remember Donald Trump economy good, Hunter Biden economy bad, Joe Biden economy bad. I don't think Joe Biden has a full grasp of the Democratic vote. I don't think it's 46-46 right now with 8% up for grabs. I think it's a much higher percent up for grabs. The problem is the people up for grabs are going to be looking at the economy and looking at all the stuff surrounding Joe Biden, and they're not going to be all that impressed. They're not going to be inclined to say, well, I'm going to reject Trump for this. They've already done that once, and it didn't work out for them. They don't want to get burned again. But Democrats are panicking, and no, nothing that any of these strategists can say to try to cheer them up is going to be working because it's not about what the reality is. It's about what the polling shows, and the polling does not look good. All right, let's take our final break. We'll be back. 232-1542 is the number, or send a message through the KPL app. Back here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk, 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number. You can also send a message through the KPL app chat. Um, goodness, I had, I had something I wanted to share with y'all, and now I have lost it. Stupid auto-scrolling on Twitter. Twitter has become, uh, it, it, it's, it's functionality has just been shot because of some of the changes Elon Musk has, has put in. Uh, and it's, it's barely usable at times. Uh, so that's unfortunate. Now, Lauren Boebert. You guys have heard about it. I don't want to spend too long on it. We only got about a minute and a half left. Uh, Lauren Boebert was caught vaping in a theater, was asked to leave, denied it. Uh, They released video. The theater also released video of her getting very handsy and with her date and vice versa. That was the first date. Her first date was taking the new boyfriend to see Beetlejuice in a theater Beetlejuice the musical, I guess, which 
they then got frisky in the middle. Beetlejuice has never struck me as a, a, a thing you would get frisky to. Not sure what's going on there. But that was the first date. And she has said that she will not be inviting that guy on a second date. Not because of the friskiness and the public shame or anything, but because she found out he's a Democrat. And he, it is. The guy's a bar owner. He's a Democrat. And he's had drag shows at his bar before. So she is going to be much more careful on determining the partisan leanings of her dates. <sighs> Meanwhile, her friend, Matt Gates, who is the leading opposition to the continuing resolutions that were put forward by conservatives, uh, he's also planning to run for governor of Florida. We live in very odd times when our Congress critters seem, they, I, I can't tell what they're thinking anymore. I don't know what Matt Gates is thinking that he's, that's going to make him governor of Florida. I really don't. I don't, he, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's been a conservative congressman, but that's a nothing job, basically. I don't know. Some weird stuff happening. I'm going to be back in 23 hours. We'll we'll restart. We'll we'll talk about other things, not Lauren Boebert or Matt Gates tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at redstate.com. The podcast version of the show will be available in just a matter of minutes, joecunninghamshow.substack.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you get your podcast from like Apple, Spotify, whatever, please be sure to rate and review it so that other people might stumble across it. And we just grow the show. That's what we want. You guys have a great one. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.